millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm Amy Stevenson. We're talking vaulting today, which is gymnastics on horseback. Absolutely incredible. Lucy Phillips represents Great Britain. She's ranked sixth in the world. She's eight times and the current English champion. And she's going to explain all about vaulting. I mean, how do you even go about starting doing handstands on horses? Lucy will explain everything. This is Horse Hour. Welcome to our lovely guest, Lucy Phillips, who works on the World Class Programme and is amazing at vaulting. How are you, Lucy? Yes, good, thank you. This is really exciting because vaulting isn't a subject that we've talked about and you compete in vaulting yourself. Um, yeah. And But I'd really like to know more about what you do for the World Class Programme because you've worked on the Olympics and you've worked on the Paralympics. What do you do there? So my role encompasses a lot of different things. I'm responsible for giving out the kit to the championship teams or before the Paralympics and the Olympics, I collected all the information for the accreditations. I went out to Rio and worked as the owner, Leo on at the Paralympics uh, for the equestrian program so it's a lot of different things and it's really interesting it's different from day to day. An owner liaison then that means Mm -hmm. that you get to meet the owners of all the horses which is very exciting because ultimately you know the riders are amazing but we love the beautiful horses so what's it like for the owners then being able to see their their horses being ridden to such a high level? It was a really good atmosphere. They were really proud of the horses, the riders, and actually quite a few were the parents of the power riders. So it was interesting to see the pressure that they felt from the themselves watching their son or daughter competing on the horse that they own. So it was really interesting and it was such a good atmosphere. So can you tell me then, because you do vaulting, why isn't Mm -hmm. vaulting in something like the Olympics or the Paralympics? It used to be an Olympic sport um, quite a long time ago. I think we need some more countries to take part, but there's a petition going around. So hopefully, fingers crossed, in a few years' time, it will become an Olympic sport. And how was it something that you got involved in? Because, okay, growing up, yeah, we have gymnastics, <laughs> and somebody had this genius idea of saying, let's do gymnastics on horses. Um, but it's only something that it's only, we've only really seen it in, in the, the circus or you know on a show but the fact Mm -hmm. that you can actually compete it for a living is amazing yes so I started when I was six years old 
because my dressage trainer that my mum had at the time was German and vaulting was such a big sport in Germany and Europe and now in America and he suggested going along to a vaulting club in Warwick. So I went along when I was six, was stood up on the horse in Canter my first time and fell in love with the sport and never gave up and now I'm 26 and still going. (laughs) How many people do you think actually take part in vaulting? There's over 500 people at the minute, 500 members in British Question Vaulting but it's a growing sport and actually for a small vaulting nation we're really good at it. Um, Mm. So we had Joanne Eccles who won the World Equestrian Games in 2010 and in 2014 and numerous European and world titles in between that so although we're small we're really good. (laughs) Can you explain for us then exactly what vaulting is because I see it as um, amazing athletes, uh, gymnastic athletes that are doing all these incredible stretches and handstands and climbing on top of each other all whilst a horse is cantering around. So it's described as gymnastics on horseback but actually now it's becoming more like gymnastics and acting on horseback because you have the artistic side of things so you have to tell a story with your body and your facial expressions and your movements on the horse and the horse is actually worth 25% of your total mark and then you get technical marks and artistic marks so um, yeah it is essentially gymnastics on horses with the acting and the dance side of it as well and you can compete as an individual or a part of de or a team so a team consists of six people and you can have three people on the horse at the same time so wow. that's when you see everyone piling on top of each other <laughs> gosh that's much, is that quite dangerous though when you're doing your training because again I can only look at it by what I've seen in, in gymnastics alone without the horses so when they're training they have nets underneath them they have mm-hmm you know, these big bags in case they fall off. But if you're trying to teach a horse to trot and canter at the same time, you can't put nets underneath you. No, so we train a lot on the floor and on a barrel, which is an oil drum with legs. And until you're safe on the floor and the barrel, then we don't go on the horse or we go and walk on the horse. And when it's steady and walk, then we go into canter. And we've also started using uh, mechanical barrels now. So you go from the floor to the static barrel to the moving barrel and then onto the horse. And that protects the horse as well, because if you're not strong enough to hold the moves on the barrels, then it's really unfair on the horse if you're falling on him or crashing down. So Mm. it's to protect the horse as well. That's why we train a lot on the floor. Could you use one of the new mechanical horses that we've seen? You know, where people are learning how to ride on a mechanical horse. I wonder if you could use one of those. Yes, we have used one of those for vaulting to practice our individual moves because a team, the neck was slightly in the way. So we've developed, well, someone in Germany has developed a mechanical barrel with no neck. So you can put three people on that. So wow. yeah, it's it's growing the use of mechanical horses and barrels. And, and how many horses do you have? I have two. So I have my old competition horse, Peter Celli, who's 19 this year, and he is mainly now used just for training. He's not doing any more competitions. Um, we've retired him because he's been vaulting for 10 years now at the high level. So I've got a baby horse who's called Eric, who's only <laughs> he's seven, and actually he's going really well so far. He's been vaulting since July, and we've taken him to the English Championships and the British Championships. And we're going to start competing internationally this year. So Amazing. Yes. Well, it's all very you... exciting. And have you trained him yourself? 
He was trained with a group in Holland for two months uh, while I went, finished off going to the World Championships last year and went to Rio. And then we got him back over and yes, we've been training him and we've got the help of the English vaulting squads. So we've had some littler people on him and people running around in front of him and he doesn't seem <laughs> to mind anything. He's pretty chilled out. So what's his breeding? He is, his grandfather is Jazz and his sire is West Point. So he's a KWPN horse and he's 17.3 at the minute. And oh my goodness. He's, yeah, he's quite big <laughs> and he's going to fill out quite a lot. We need to ride him. Yes. Builds up muscle and strength yeah. and make mm-hmm. him really athletic. Yeah, we only vault on him twice a week and the rest of the time he's ridden or he's lunged or he's worked from someone on the on the ground. Mm. It's really important to ride the vaulting horses as well because they can't just go around in circles mm. for the whole week. So I'm actually sponsored by Bates Saddles at the minute, which mm-hmm. is I'm really, really grateful for them. So Eric's got a brand new dressage saddle. So we're going to start competing him in some unaffiliated dressage as well to get oh, him out lovely. and seeing things that's not just a vaulting arena. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Does it does it put pressure, extra pressure on the horse's back then? So Eric, you know, does he need extra padding on his back where there's a lot of weight there? He has a felt back pad um, with a sponge under the handles, which is called the roller that we put on him. So as long as you're soft, then it's fine. That's why it's so important to keep training on the floor and be entirely responsible for your whole body. Mm. So you have enough strength to hold the movements when he's walking not cantering um so we don't really use any additional protection but as long as you're as i said as long as you're soft then he's yeah. okay because you don't want to be falling on his back and sitting down no. hard because that that'll no. hurt him so yeah i guess i guess your balance must be phenomenal <laughs> yeah <laughs> um it's actually better on a moving horse than it is on something like a beam in the gym it's really <laughs> weird <laughs> But I think it's because I'm so used to standing on a horse since I was six years old that it's second nature to me. And we have a few older vaulters that have been at the top level and come back five or six years later. And it helps with fitness. And actually, they haven't really lost any of their skills at all. They're kind of ingrained. (laughs) Yeah, they can still jump on. They can still stand. They can still do most of the things that they would do. I think it's when you've learnt it, then it's kind of stick, sticks in your mind, sticks in your body. They say it's like riding a bike. Um, yeah. I'm really envious of you. I'd love to be able to jump on a horse. I still need a leg up. Like, it's actually easier to jump on when it's moving than when it's standing, as silly as that sounds. How do you do that? Do you have to run next to it and then just kind of pull yourself over? Yeah, so he, the horse's... Uh, lunged on a 20 meter circle and you get into the rhythm of the canter hold on to the grips and then feel the canter and on the upbeat you jump off both feet and then hopefully you land on (laughs) however you want to and stand (laughs) upside down handstand (laughs) in your in my brain though that's not that's not a normal thing to do so you must does your brain when you first started does your brain struggle and think well you know this isn't right this doesn't feel right do you almost have to teach your brain that that's okay uh does that make sense yeah in some moves like the new moves that I'm learning at the minute I stand on the back and think okay how am I going to do this but as long as you've perfected it on the barrel Mm. and you're brave and don't overthink things as soon as you start thinking 
I could fall or I could fall on my face or I could hurt myself, then that becomes a bit dangerous because you don't put 100% of effort in. Mm. As long as you go for the move, then it should be okay. Gosh. Hopefully. (laughs) Well, there's no one there to catch you, Lucy, so you've got to be okay. (laughs) So what what kind of moves then do you do when when you're vaulting? Uh, So the competition is split into three rounds. So the first round is compulsory exercises, which is a set of moves that everyone has to do. Um, and they consist of like stands, a uh, mill round, which is like around the world you'd learn in pony club, but you have to have straight leg, which is touching your nose with a straight back pointed toe. Um, then we have scissors, which is you swing up to handstand and do a turn. Wow. So those are the basic compulsory moves. And then the next round is a freestyle round where you can do whatever you want to do. So for me, I do lots of stands, jumps, shoulder stands, handstands, and you have to really show your what you're good at in your freestyle routine. So last year I did the Hunger Games, so oh, I did amazing. a lot of kind of strength moves mm-hmm. because that was the character of Katniss Everdeen. Um, so then if you are in the top 15 at a championships, then you go through into the second round. And the third round of the competition is a technical test. Mm -hmm. So you have five set moves that are set by the FEI and you have to include them into a freestyle. So they test different things like jump fours, flexibility, balance, uh, strength. (laughs) And and, um, so you put those into a freestyle. It's kind of like a dressage to music Mm. test. Are you allowed to use music with it? Is that part of the artistic side? Yes, we do everything to music the compulsory technical and freestyles to music. So you have a theme or you have a particular type of style and you're judged on how you interpret the music and portray it to the audience. So if you really capture the audience. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's into the story that you're telling, then you're more likely to get a higher artistic score. Wow. 
Um, um, see, I, I'm fascinated with the whole thing. I've got so many questions for you. Are you allowed to use props? Can you use things with your retail? No, oh, no. Because I really want you to, this has like been a childhood dream of mine, is to stand on a horse and hula hoop with fire whilst it's uh, cantering around. <laughs> so I thought if we can get you doing that in the games, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> but no, we're not allowed to use props at the minute. We can have, um, on our outfits, we can have, things hanging off as long as they're not uh, really flapping we have a certain length that they can be and you can have a skirt but that's about it oh we need to change that somehow because you know a part of being artistic is having you know the long white glamorous dress that flows out the back and (laughs) all the bells and whistles yeah maybe maybe in the future it'll change and we can have a few props so uh, what what are your plans then what do you do now for 2017 when's the next big games that you'll be competing at so at the end of 2017 we have the european championships in austria so all being well if we qualify for that we'll take eric there but Mm -hmm. it's it's going to be a different year for me because i have the new horse and i have no idea how he's going to react in competition under the pressure Mm -hmm. he's fine where we're taking him at the minute we take him a lot of different places for training so he can see different things and um different arenas but that it's the atmosphere we're yeah. not sure how he will respond to that but he is only seven so who knows seven's quite young then for a vaulting horse so what would the average yeah. kind of suitable age be when you'd expect them to be okay at everything it depends on the horse really some people have eight-year-olds and they're perfect or you have a 14 or 15 year old horse that has been been to different things seen the arena felt pressure and that's normally we have horses that have had a first career first so ah. they've been, they've been a dressage horse or they've been a show jumper or they've been to competitions they've seen things mm. but then again it's kind of changing these days you can be like I've bought a younger horse so he will he's been a dressage horse he's done a few competitions but we'll see how he makes it out as a vaulting horse. <laughs> and to qualify then, are there how many competitions are there throughout the year and, and where are they? There's not as many vaulting competitions as there are dressage shows or jumping shows, but they're anywhere from Sydney to France. Oh, wow. They're all over the world. There was me thinking, you know, you'd just pop over to Birmingham and um, you know, you'd have and you'd be able to qualify there. But no, you you you're travelling the world. Oh yeah. Yeah, we'll do a couple. We'll do one in France, Belgium, Holland, maybe one in Germany. So if I get, I need to get a score of a seven average to qualify for the championships because Eric already has his score in Britain to go abroad. So we'll do all the competitions in Europe. Yeah. And how did the scoring (laughs) work then? So uh, uh, obviously it's for each competition, each discipline is different. So Mm -hmm. how does the scoring for vaulting work? You are marked out of 10 on your exercises. Mm -hmm. And that's that makes up the technical marks. And then you have an artistic score, which is how you interpret the music, um, whether you use the whole horse, whether you use like the outsides of the horse, it's croup up its neck you're in the air that's another kind of aspect of it you have to show a jump um so that's the artistic side of things and then the horse score is judged on the same like scales of dressage scales of training okay um and then that's worth 25 percent of the total mark we get an overall score out of 10 right for everything so the judges scores are averaged at the end of it so if you have say uh 
your compulsory elements, then you'd get a score out of 10 for each compulsory move, and then you'd get an average at the end of it, which would be your score. Mm-hmm. Um, and for freestyle, you get degree of difficulty. So the more difficult the moves are, means there's less point of contact. So the most difficult thing you could do is standing on one leg on the croup. That would wow. be a risk move. <laughs> yeah. so that's the most difficult. And then the next category down is just difficult. So that would be like a handstand in the handles with your legs up straight. That's a difficult move. And then you have like a medium move. Mm-hmm. And an easy move would be something like a sit on the back holding on with both hands. Well, to be honest, yeah. it all sounds very difficult to me. It all sounds highly dangerous very difficult um but very exciting at the same time are you part of the world-class program i know you work for them but do they support your riding too so we do have a lot of support from the british question federation they provide us with kit to go to the championships and they're always on hand if we need advice and they give us the the media people cover our sport so that's really nice Mm -hmm. and say at a world equestrian games it's really nice to feel as part of the team because all disciplines are there all Mm -hmm. eight fei disciplines so we do feel part of the bigger team good so it should be i still want to add the hula hoop with fire though i'm gonna have to have a word (laughs) well it's it's good that you work for the world-class program because ultimately if you worked for a bank i don't think they'd allow you to have as much time off (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's really nice, actually. And I do finish work earlier on a Wednesday to go and do my training in the evening. And uh, the new CEO of the British Equestrian Federation, Claire Salmon, she is all into the vaulting, oh, loves it. So it's really, really handy. And it's handy to ask for advice in the office or for people to kind of understand the pressure of the sport. And mm. yeah. It's really good. It's a really good working atmosphere. So just going back to the the normal gymnastics where there is no horse involved um, and the vaulting that they do, they do the vault there, don't they? And they do it on a horse, but it's not a real horse. No. At what point did, was that, okay, just going back into a little bit of history, was that developed before people decided to put it on a real horse? Does it just so happen to be called a horse or was it the other way around? I don't actually know the answer. I know that vaulting was really developed from the, they taught vaulting in the army to be able to get on and off the horse quickly. Yeah. And it was also on cave paintings years and years and years ago. So that's where it was developed from. And it was in the, the Olympic Games in the 1930s, I think. So our mission then is to get it back into the Olympic Games. And I guess you do that by generating more support around the sport and more people taking part in it. Yes, exactly. And some more countries that take part in it. More countries. Um, Well, I don't know if I can do more countries, but I can have a go at the UK. Um, okay, so so are there local clubs? How do we get involved in this? If we're thinking about maybe having a go, probably not at my age at 32. I'm probably not flexible enough to even think about it, but maybe Oh, no, it's still. fine. Really? It's fine for a keep fit. It's really good, actually, because it's whole body exercise. So if you're a rider who wants to have a go at doing something to help your riding, say increase your core stability and your confidence, then vaulting is amazing. 
and there's groups all across the country which can be found on the British Vaulting website. Okay, I still don't think I'd want to put the horse through that hell though. (laughs) I mean, the whole thing you said earlier about being soft and gentle, I mean, poor Blackjack would be like, get off me. Um, but would be would be interested to I'd definitely be interested to go and watch a show or go and mm-hmm. watch a competition. I mean, where can where can we go and see it? Um, so there's British vaulting competitions all across the country, and there's details of those on the website as well. And they're free entry, and just come along and have a watch, see what if you like it. Yeah, and if I have a child that I'd like to get involved, then I just go to what's the British vaulting website? www.britishvaulting.org. And that's got all the information on it about the competitions, the clubs, how to get involved mm-hmm. and more information on the sport. And a couple of like meet the vaulter sections so you can see who our up and coming vaulters are in Great Britain. Well, that's good. And we're going to add um, a vaulting section to our education hub on horsehour.co.uk. So all the links will be on there where you can click through and follow you, Lucy, because we want to follow your journey and see what you're you're up to. Are you on Twitter? Uh, Yes, I am. Lucy P underscore vaulting is my Twitter. We can follow you. Have you got any videos that we can put on the Horsehour website? We can watch watch you vaulting. Yes, uh, there's some videos on, just quite a lot of videos on YouTube, actually. That would be amazing. Oh, well, we'll borrow some of those. We'll put them on Horse Hour and then we can watch you in action. Now, you're very (laughs) humble and um, and I've been told that you won't won't, uh, shout about yourself, but please tell us how great you've done in vaulting. (laughs) Okay, so currently I'm ranked sixth on the FEI World Rankings. And I have won the English Championships for the last nine years. Oh my goodness. So if anyone knows about it, you do. Well, I hope I hope Eric brings you all the luck in the world. I hope he's a superstar for you. Um, it sounds like you're going to do really, really well in 2017. I can't wait to follow your journey and see how you get on. Would you mind coming back on to the Paul Sow podcast at the end of the year and let us know how the European Championships go? Yes, that's fine, of course. Thank you. And are you on Facebook and Instagram too? Mm-hmm, yeah. So we can follow, so it's Lucy Phillips, we can follow you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and don't forget to head to the British Vaulting website. Lucy, thank you so much for joining us today. No problem at all. We'll speak to you soon. Yeah, bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We have a bumper of episodes coming up for you this year. You can listen to Eric Smiley next week. He talks about his event, which is the International Eventing Forum. Christopher Burton's going to be there. Sam Griffith's going to be there. Imo Mercer, which is Sam's groom's going to be there. Eric lets us into why he planned the event. Um, The theme is the next generation. And you can also learn about what's going to be happening in the industry within the next four years. So not only is the event great, but Eric's episode is great as well. He gives us an insight into his life, into his training and uh, and working with his wife, Sue, too. So I hope you enjoy that episode. We're also carrying on with the theme of education in 2017. B&W equine vets have been amazing and they've given me an expert every single month. So we're going to learn about infectious diseases such as strangles, colic. I mean, what do you need to look out for? What are the signs of colic and what happens when you find out your horse has colic? We'll also learn about subtle lameness, skin diseases such as sweet itch, Cushing's disease, 
kissing spine and spinal issues. There's so much that we need to learn over this year and, and I just can't wait for it. I'm so excited. And the idea is that we learn as much as we can so that we feel more confident with our horses because there is so much information out there and my aim for this year is for us together to get this information and be able to really look after our horses as well as we can. Being informed, that's what it's all about. So I hope you're enjoying your time with your horse. Don't forget to send us your videos because I do love to see your journeys of what you've been up to. Just tag at Horse Hour on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can check out our YouTube account as well where we have some videos of interviews of 2016 and you'll be able to see new interviews in 2017 of all the events that we go to. And of course there's our website horsehour.co.uk full of information and education as well as previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast. So loads to get on with for this year. I hope you have a really good week and I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter Mondays 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern by using the hashtag Horse Hour. Follow Amy at Amy Stevenson one and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 